0: with regards to internet. So, in case it is there, you can log in again and see how can you manage. So, this verse is spoken by Hiranyakashipu. So, last time we should discuss that Hiranyakashipu started uh, chastising Prahlad Maharaj. He became very angry. And now he is uh, asking these questions from Prahlad Maharaj. What is he telling? Yas kampante Trayoloka that means what he's telling. My son Prahlad, you rascal. So he's telling his son is a rascal. You can see it. You know that when I am angry, all the planets of the three worlds tremble along with their chief rulers. By whose power has a rascal like you become so impudent that you appear fearless and overstep my power to rule you? What is asking? Some questions he's asking to Pralad Maharaj That you are, although you're a child, but how are you are able to overrule my decisions? And who has given you that much power? So he's asking some questions. Paralad, uh, this is is asking some question ultimately, who is the source of your power? Because you are getting some powers and it is sure that you yourself are not so powerful that you you have that much courage to, to tell no to me that you are not Supreme Lord. There's, there can be someone. So now, this Hirana Kashif was asking these questions and there are, and one more verse we also read next verse, which is connected to the sense of Maharaj is telling, is giving the answer, who is the source of his power? So, he's telling, Shri Pahalad Vacha Na Kevalam Me Bhavata Aschara Jan Savai Balam Balinam Chapresam Pare Avare Me Sthira Jangam Me Ramadayo Vasam Pranita So, what is telling? Pahalad Mahara said, My dear King, the source of my strength of which you are asking is also the source of yours. Indeed, the original source of all kinds of strength is one. He is not only your strength or mind, but the only strength for everyone. Without Him, no one can get any strength, whether moving or not moving, superior or inferior. Everyone, including Lord Brahma, is controlled by the strength of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, yes. Randa was asking a question, and Maharaj is replying, that who is the source, source of all this power, not only my power, your power, everyone's power, including Lord Brahma. The source is Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. Now Hiranyakasubhu, what he is doing is he is asking a question: that who is the source of your power? And this is this is one of the very important feature of a living entity is that living entity can ask questions. For example, there there are many many animals they cannot ask questions. But a human being has got this developed intelligence can he can ask some questions. For example, when there's a child, if you see any child, he will ask a lot of questions from his parents. What is this? What is that? And how can I go there? How can I come there? Many, many things he will ask. So that means the tendency to ask questions is one of the very important aspects of a human being. That's why human being is called as rational animal. Rational animal means if rationality is not there, human being is also kind of animal. And this tendency to ask questions is is con- considered in our scriptures as one of the very important feature of a human being. If this tendency is not there to ask questions, then ultimately a human being will be like an animal. And that's why it is when a person is asking questions, and we are also we can see in daily life many many questions we are also asking. Every person, some or the other, is asking some of the question that, okay, what is this? price of that store, what is the price of that stock, what is a cricket store, and everything we are asking. What is the price of vegetable? So that means we are asking questions, but unfortunately we don't know what kind of questions we should be asking. Because we don't have proper understanding what kind of question we should ask, we generally end up asking some questions which are not relevant. Relevant means which will give us the ultimate benefit from that questions. and. And that's what our scripture says when a person keeps asking so many questions all over his throughout his life. And ultimately when he asks a question about himself, then he's called as intelligent. Because many people, they ask questions, but they may not not be so intelligent. Intelligent person, what question we ask, he will not ask questions about this matter. That's why Prabhupada writes in Bhagavad Gita, knowledge means, real knowledge means to know the difference between matter and spirit. Now today, most of our questions, what we are asking and what answers we are getting is, Unfortunately, today's society, nobody is asking questions about spirit. The questions what we are asking every time is about matter. That means we are talking about something which is temporary. But nobody is asking question that what is the ultimate thing? Everything is temporary in this material world. So matter is temporary, but spirit is permanent. But unfortunately, no no one is guiding this kind of thoughts. Our school, college, also the kind of education we are getting these days. Nobody is take, taking care, asking all these questions. What is the ultimate thing? And how we can ask these kind of questions? Just like in this example, if you see this, this entire Bhagavatam, is uh, this, this this description what we are hearing these days of Pralad Maharaj and uh, Hiranyakashipu. So this entire comes in the Bhashivar Bhagavatam. And Shivar Bhagavatam is a conversation between Sukhde Goswami and Parishit Maharaj. Sukhde Goswami is a pure devotee. Parishit Maharaj, both of them are pure devotee. Now, as soon as Parishit Maharaj came to know that I am going to leave my body next seven days, he immediately left everything and he started asking questions. So actually, Bhagavatam is nothing but questions and answers. Srimad Bhagavatam is nothing but series of questions and answers. Parishit Maharaj is asking questions. Sukhde Goswami is answering. And Maitre Rishi, ask, uh, Vidura uh, Rishi is answering and Vidura is asking. And we have uh, Shonaka Rishi is answering and all of the other Rishis are asking questions. So that means even Srimad Bhagavatam is full of question and answer. But these kind of question and answer, not the question and answer what we generally see in this material world. So that's what the two most important literatures or our entire Vedic knowledge. Because Vedic knowledge is very vast. You'll find all kind of literature in Vedas. That's why sometimes people, when they want to understand Vedic literature by their own understanding, they end up getting confused. Ultimately, what they are trying to tell? Because it's full of knowledge, past knowledge. Vedas are not... That's why it is Kalyuga, it is for. It is not that everyone can read Veda. No, Veda cannot cannot be read by anyone and everyone, and nobody. everybody cannot understand also Veda. So even for Vedic literature, understanding also a person should be qualified. So, that's why generally in this age it's not recommended for to read Vedic literature also, because you won't be able to understand. So, entire among Vedic literature, we have four Vedas, Rigved, Samved, Atharved, Yadugved, then we have Upanishad, then we have Sahitas, then we have Vedanta Sutra, then we have Puranas, then we have many, many other, other kind of subordinate lectures are there of, of Vedas, of Vedic literature. Now, among them also, uh, the most important is two literature that it is mentioned in the Madhuvachari, there are two most important rituals, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. That means Mahabharata and Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, Mahabharat is all about, if you see, if somebody has read Mahabharat, is all about uh, how dip, uh, diplomacy is there, and Pandavas, and everything is there. And somewhere between there is Bhagavad Gita. So, Prabhupada uh, says the main purpose of Mahabharat is to give the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita. And yeah. Bhagavad Gita is what? Bhagavad Gita is also question and answer. Arjuna is asking questions and Krishna is replying. Although Arjuna is in a perplexed situation, he is not able to he is not able to understand what is my duty. Now I am not able to understand and then he says, What he says, Krishna, right now I am not able to understand what should I do, whether should I fight or not fight. That means, now I am surrendering unto you. surrendering unto you. You please accept me, your disciple and please give me proper knowledge. So here we can see Arjuna is accepting Krishna as his spiritual master and in other side since Srimad Bhagavatam. So Goswami is, uh, is a playing the role of spiritual master of Parishit Maharaj. Parishit Maharaj is asking question, please tell me what is the responsibility of a person who is going to leave his body? So two questions. Arjuna is asking, what should a person do when is this kind of situation I don't know, I'm not able to understand, should I fight or not? Another way, Parishit Maharaj is asking, I am not going to leave my body. What is the duty of a person who is going to leave his body. Please tell me. An entire Bhagavad is about that only. An entire Bhagavad Gita is about that also. So, there are two main questions and answers. Now, when a person's in material world asking many, many questions about his life, other person's life and what is happening in this country, that country. Now, we have so many informations, right? We have informations regarding what is going to happen, what is happening in that part of the world, what is happening in this part of the world what is happening in other planets, we are trying to go there also. So we have an inquisitiveness. That is our tendency to know, to know more. We want to know everything and anything. Now, Shastras are telling, in order to, you are trying to understand many things, that's good. But please try to understand about yourself. Because just like there's a world outside, there's a world inside also. So what about, what do you know about this world inside you? Can a person know what is going, what is happening inside his body? How this body is working? How what I'm eating is going to digest? Nobody knows. How the cells are working in this body, we don't know. How sometimes I am becoming angry, even I don't want to become angry. Sometimes I'm getting some thoughts, I don't want to get these thoughts. So I'm not at all in control. That means, although I may claim that this is my body, but this body is not under my control. Something is working in this body. The Shastras are telling, now please ask something relevant. And that's why this term is being used. Adhato Brahma Jigyasa. That means now when you got human body, now you may have got so many bodies before human body. That's fine. But athato now when you have received human body, Brahma Jigyasa. Please ask about Brahman. Please ask about Supreme. What is the Supreme thing? And what is my relationship with the Supreme? Am I... Am I mean, just simply a body of matter? It's some of the other this matter as chemical is combined and this body has come. There are so many living entities in this material world. All the bodies are coming like that. Or there is something else in this material world is working. There is some laws working in this material world. Intelligent person asks all these inquiries. And when a person comes to that stage, then it's called as aljigyasu, called that he has some understanding. He's not only asking about matter. Now he's question, asking questions about spirit which is the ultimate questions of life. And that every human being is supposed to ask. It is not an optional thing. It is not that, okay, Prabhuji, you may like, you can ask. No. You may like, a person may like or may not like. If he's not liking, that means is not developed right now That to that stage. He's thinking, for example, uh, should I study or not in the exam? So yes, if you're really serious, you want to get pass an examination, you should study. But if you cannot say, okay, I will not study, no problem. If you don't study, you will see the result. Government, no, should I follow or not? Yes, you can say, I don't follow. But in case you don't follow, then what will happen? You have to pay price for it. You You have to pay fine for it. You will be punished for that. So that means we may claim that I am the owner. You may claim I'm independent. But actually this person is nothing. Nobody in this world is independent. Everyone is working under the strict laws of nature. Till that time, we do not try to come out, out, out of it. And how to come out of it? First of all, we should understand what is this material nature and what is this material nature, how is acting and who am I, why I am acting in this material in this particular way. So, this is called Brahma Jigyasa. And it is, you will find time and again, many, many places, it is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita and other literatures also. Jiva That means, what is the meaning of Jiva? Jiva His role is to do Jigyasa. His role is his work is to ask question. So many many places is mentioned. <clears throat> and what is that? It is mentioned again that uh, what is the the Brahma Jigyasa, Atato Brahma Jigyasa, who is the supreme personality. And then again our scripture says the Janmadi Jatyaata. That means supreme is the one who is the supreme. Supreme is the one from from whom everything is come. Brahma Jigyasa means now ask ask about supreme who is supreme and it is mentioned again, Bhagavatam, that Supreme is the one, from him everything has emanates. That is Krishna. Krishna says, I am the source of everything. From me everything emanates. That means, devotee of the Lord, who is my devotee, after knowing this thing, he will, that means he will worship me, with full endeavour. So that is the answer of that question, that what is the Brahma Jigyasa, what is ultimate thing, and ultimate thing Krishna is telling, I am that ultimate thing. Now, somebody can ask this question also, that why it is important to ask this question about source, why it is required, why it is required to uh, ask questions. I'm happy with whatever I am doing. And why it is required to know the ultimate source of this creation. Yes, somebody can say out of ignorance that okay, I don't require to know the source what, what it may be. But if it's an intelligent person will ask about not only the source of his, just like for example, we think that our source, the source of our, this material bodies, is our parents. Because of parents we have, we have this body. But are our parents the ultimate source? No, because our parents are also dependent on someone else. Our parents have their own parents. Like they, they have their own parents. That means Although my parents, they are cause of my body. Apparently, they are cause of my body. But they themselves are not absolute. And why we are very much attached to our parents? Generally, everyone is attached to parents because they are our source. So we are attached to our source. So just like when we are attached to this source who are who is in this, in this material body, they are my source, apparently. I have a relationship with the supreme source because ultimately, when I have a relationship with this source, I should have relationship with the Supreme Source also. And with that understanding, when I develop my relationship, relationship with the person, then the purpose of life is solved. That's why one of the sessions we discuss also three purpose of the Vedas. Samandha, Abhidaya, prayojan. One other thing is Samandha. Samandha means what is my relationship with the Supreme Lord? And that is the meaning of when a person asks, Brahma, That's why he should, when he ask this question, then he will understand, okay, Supreme Lord is the core source of everything. And I am is part and parcel. Krishna Bhagavad Gita, That means all living entities in this world are my part and parcel. So when a person understand, okay, my source is supreme and I am his part and parcel. And what is my duty? My duty is to serve him. So that's why it is important to know what is the source. Otherwise, just like one example, somebody was mentioning that there was a research in US sometime and they asked, what is the source of milk? From the kids about 10 years always they asked, they have a survey what is the source of milk so more than 70 percent students or boys they replied that the source of milk is supermarket so now <laughs> we may think we may laugh also okay they don't know the, the source of milk is not supermarket source of milk is something else ultimately cow or whatever we can see but in our case if we also ask somebody ask this question what is our source if I ask only give immediate answer, okay, my source is my parents. No, that is not the correct answer. Because the, my parents are getting also sourced by someone else. Similarly, there's a supreme view. If you try to trace what is the ultimate thing that come Krishna, Ishwara, Parma, Krishna, vidra So now when I have a knowledge about my source and my ultimate, ultimate source, what is my relationship with that source? Now should be I working in that, that direction of that source. That should be the purpose of love. And then a person will be able to understand his goal of life. Otherwise, manasasthani prakriti, Jani prakirtisthani ka Krishna says in Gita. Living and it is struggling in this material very, very hard in order to uh, control his mind and his senses. Because they have, they don't have any He doesn't have any control of mind and senses. That's why he's roaming around this material world. So that's why it is important. Just like one more example, one devotee was sharing that just like, for example, there is a uh, postman and he is bringing money order for us every month our father is sending money order and the postman is coming with every month every month is giving and giving me coming and giving this post uh, money order now if i think okay this postmaster or the person who is bringing this money oh he is like god for me he is giving he, is, he is giving me money and i should give him proper all reverence i should wash his feet and like that he is the one who, because of whom I am maintaining my body and soul. I am able to pay my college fees and everything because this person is giving me money. This is not current understanding, right? If a person is doing something like that, we will tell you you are not so intelligent. This person is a source, but he is not the ultimate source. Ultimate source is my, in this example, my father because father is uh, giving me that money. Now, similarly, we also see whatever facilities and whatever intelligence we are getting, who is the ultimate source of that? That question we should ask. Now, please understand, human life is meant for that purpose only. If we are not able to, uh, unfortunately, ask these questions, or somebody, some people may ask sometimes this question, unfortunately, they do not got, do not get proper answer. So then we should try to uh, ask this relevant question from proper authorities. That is a bona fide spiritual master, and that's what is happening in the case of Arjun. Arjun is asking directly from Krishna, supreme personality, and. Parashit Maharaj is asking, Goswami. There is no difference. Knowledge is same in Parampara system. So we discuss about cause and effect. That's like everything in this material world can it be a cause of something at the same time, effect of also. So, cause and effect analysis in this material world is happening. And ultimately, when a person is trying to understand what is the ultimate cause, it doesn't have any other cause. Because if I ask, just like in Bhagavatam, it comes in the conversation of Narad Muni and Brahmaji. Narad Buni is son of Brahmaji as well as disciple also. So Narad muni when he he saw this gigantic creation, and everything, he asked Brahmaji, that uh, looks like uh, it is a very big creation. From where it is coming? Are you are the creator? You are like uh, you are independent. You are not dependent on anyone. Or you are so powerful? Looks like nobody else is there more powerful than you. So, the, the, all these questions, Narad Muni asked to Brahmaji. Brahmaji replies, no, 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 it's not like that. <laughs> I'm not independent. I'm also getting my power from Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. So, sometimes we have this understanding that uh, in Hinduism, we have this culture. In Brahma, Vishnu, is all three are equal. No. If you clearly read scripture and understand, there is no, there's a difference. Brahma, Vishnu, Maya, they are three different. Sometimes they are one and some different understandings are there. It's not like that. Clearly mention whose what and who is supreme. So that me, Brahma is telling, no, it's not like that. I'm not the cause. I'm simply executing my duties. There's someone else because of whom I'm getting all these powers and who's the someone, then he tells about Krishna, Nara, and Supreme Godhead. And same thing Brahmaji says, Ishvara Parma Krishna vikra, Anadir Gadi Govinda sarva karana, karana. That means Krishna is the current of all the karan. That means he is the source of everything. Now, one more thing Prabhupada mentions in this purport, although it will go a little off track, but Prabhupada writes in the same uh, purport what we are reading that a devotee of the Lord is always dependent on, on Lord's mercy. And he never, just like Arj- Hinanagasyip was asking that from whom you are getting this power because you are a child, I am sure that you don't have that much power that you can, you can fight with me. That means you have a source, someone else is giving you power and that source is Narayan himself as is telling. So, Prabhupada writes in the purport that devotee is always dependent on Lord's mercy. He never thinks that I am independent and that's why uh, Krishna also promises in Bhagavad Gita that namai praneshati. that means Oh Arjuna, please declare to boldly to this material world that my devotee never my devotee never dies. the Prabhupada writes one of the, states one of the purport. why Krishna is telling like that? Why Krishna is asking Arjuna to declare? That means, please declare to this material world that my devotee will never perish. My devotee will always be, uh, there will be no destruction for my devotee. Because why Krishna is telling Arjuna to declare like this? Because there are instances in Mahabharata we have seen where Krishna, because of his devotee, he has even broken his promise also to save his devotee. And one example we have, there are many examples. One of the examples is when this fight was happening in Mahabharata uh, between Kauravas and Pandavas. So uh, this Bhishma, Bhishma pitama he is also a devotee of Krishna. So Bhishma Prithama, he, uh the Duryodhana says that I think you are not fighting with proper spirit because if you want, you can kill all these brothers in one day. So please fight with the proper and proper spirit. So he started doubting Vishupitama. So Vishupitama says, okay, tomorrow you will see I will kill all this brother. I will kill Arjuna first. Because if uh, if I don't kill Arjuna, either I will not live or I will kill Arjuna. Tomorrow, one of the two things happen. Either Arjuna has to kill or Krishna has to fight because Krishna has promised when uh, there was this fight was happening. Krishna promised that I will not lift any weapon. I will simply participate. I will be a chariot driver of Arjun, but I will not going to fight in the battle because both of you are my brothers. You are, you are my relatives. I cannot fight. But I can be a chariot driver. So this was promise of Krishna. So what Vishnupitama says, tomorrow either Arjuna has to die or Krishna has to break his promise that he has to live. He has to fight. So next day, when Vishnupitama uh, came to fight with Arjun and Vishnupitama was fighting very rigorously. And uh, everything was, Arjuna was not able to fight properly with Vishwapitama and his chariot was broken. And he was, Vishwapitama was, was about to kill Arjuna. But Krishna when he saw that his devotee is in trouble, he immediately took the wheel of the chariot and started moving towards Vishwapitama to kill him. And immediately Vishwapitama told no, now I will not fight because you, I have promised either Krishna has to fight or Arjuna will die. Now Krishna has broken his promise, he started fighting, now he will not fight. So that means what for a devotee, Krishna can even break promise also for a devotee. But when a devotee promises something, then Krishna will accept it. Krishna will tell, okay, because my devotee has promised this thing, this should happen. That's why always the process of understanding this knowledge is go through a devotee. You cannot directly approach Supreme The One more example Prabhupada gives of uh, Radharani. So nobody can directly approach Krishna. So, person he wants to uh, approach Krishna, he has to go a pure devotee and Prabhupada says, if you go through Radharani, Radharani recommends someone, okay Krishna, when devotee is there, please accept him. Krishna definitely, definitely accepts. So, nobody should try to directly approach Supreme Personality of Godhead. He should go through a pure devotee, that is the proper bona fide authorized process to understand Supreme Personality of Godhead. We cannot take any shortcut here. Sometimes people think, okay, just I can buy my own, I can do. No, it's not possible. Especially in Karyuga, it's not possible. You have to go through a genuine spiritual master, ask him Approach a bona fide spiritual master, serve him, ask questions from him, and then finally, They have seen the truth and spiritual master will enlighten you with the knowledge. Now, we will read the translation of remaining verses what Prahlad Maharaj is telling. The supreme personality godhead who is the supreme controller of and time, supreme controller and time factor is the power of the senses, the power of the mind, the power of the body and the vital force of the senses. His influence is unlimited. He is the best of all living entities, the controller of three, three modes of material nature. By his own power, he creates this cosmic manifestation, maintains it and annihilates it also. So this Pralaj Maharaj is talking is talking about Krishna. Next verse, we will read translation so that we can... This is the series of verses where his Maharaj is talking about Krishna. Valada Maharaj continued. My dear father, please give up your demonic mentality. Do not discriminate, discriminate in your heart between enemies and friends. Make your mind equipoise towards everyone. Except for the uncontrolled and misguided mind, there is no enemy within this world. When one sees everyone on the platform of equality, one then comes to the position of worshipping the Lord perfectly. And last is what he's telling. In former times there are many fools like you who did not conquer the six enemies that steal away the wealth of the body. These fools are very proud thinking I have conquered all enemies in, the, in all the ten directions. But if a person is victorious over the six enemies and is equipped towards all living entities for him there is no enemies. Enemies are merely imagined by one now, in ignorance. Now, these three verses, Pradhat Maharaj has spoken very, very high philosophical understanding. That's why, even though he may be a child of five years old, but the kind of knowledge he is giving, it is unparalleled. So, in spiritual life, there is no uh, age, actually. Nobody can say that, okay, he is five years old, so he cannot be a devotee. No, age is simply a number for spiritual life. Or similarly, other side also. Just like when Prabhupada, was 70 years old. Many people say, why, why are you going such an old age? You will die. Nobody will be able to save you. You will be killed. Nobody will be listening to you. But Prabhupada because he was determined that I will follow my Guru Maharaj instruction answer, instructions and I will make sure this message should be spread all over the world. And Prabhupada went and he did miracle all over the world. Now in these three verses, Pradhat Maharaj first of all is telling is that everything is actually controlled by supreme personality Godhead. Even your mind, my, your, your mind, my, 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 my senses, everything is controlled by supreme personality God. His influence is unlimited. He's the best of all living entities and the three modes of material nature. Now, sometimes people have this understanding. This is why we're discussing someone that sometimes those people who have little bit understanding of this world, they're little intelligent and pious also. And they have little bit understanding because something, someone is ruining this world. This world is not absolute because there are laws and something is being governed by someone. So sometimes we'll come to the understanding that actually it is the nature. Many people say you worship nature, that there are some people, they're kind of spiritualists, they worship nature only. I'm worshiping nature. Nature, mother nature is everything. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a good thing to understand that at least they're able to understand, appreciate that someone superior to them is there. But is that superior is ultimate thing no because the superior also is not as i told absolute or independent because this nature also is under control the supreme personality godhead that's what prabhat madhas is telling that he is controller of three modes of material nature so nature is also not independent it is also working under the supervision of supreme personality godhead and according to his according to supreme personality godhead's uh, dictation the material nature works. Krishna Maya Dakshina this material world is not independent. This material world, although looks like sometime, as we discuss our cause and effect, we think that this material world is working automatically. Just like sometime we Prabhupada give example. Let's just say you have a car. There's a toy car is the right. That toy car you uh, uh, you do some settings and just you keep that toy car. Now, it will look like toy car is running automatically. If somebody does not have proper understanding, if he sees that, he will say toy car is running automatically. But we know, no, this is not running automatically. Someone has programmed in such a way that it is working automatically. Similarly, this material also looks like, that's why Prabhupada says, Krishna is not very easy to Recognize in this material, It is not very easy to find out where Krishna's handling is. That's why pure devotee's presence is required. So it looks like material is working automatically. There is no one. There is no one control. But actually, it is not fact. Everything is well managed. Everything is managed by Lord. Sun is Sun is uh, you know is in proper position working. It is mentioned if Sun goes just inches away from its position here and there, there can be havoc in this world. It can be either cold or it can be totally cold. It can be totally hot. So that is the position. That means so many things are working so systematically, so many planets are moving systematically. It cannot be automatic. Common sense, even common applies, common sense, if you say anything. someone, someone has arranged. Today, we are speaking here. I have this laptop. It's not automatically. Locked up or started. Someone who's working here, is speaking the session. Similarly, Krishna has made this material world and his energies are running this material, world, but does not mean that it's automatic. It's not automatic. It is being controlled by Supreme Lord, 100% control. We are also, we are controlled. One should not think I am independent, no. I am also not independent. Nobody is independent in this material world. Everyone is being controlled by law. And when a person understands this thing, okay, I am not the controller, I am a person who has to, who has to work under some control, then voluntarily he accepts the, the supremacy of the Supreme Lord and instruction. Most of the times, why people don't understand as we discussed last time also. Why people don't accept their supreme law or something like that? Because they think, okay, there's someone is there. I, I'm accountable to that, the person. Then I have to obey, obey his law. If I don't obey, then I have to get punishment. So I don't believe on the next birth Then everything does not, nothing is there. This is the only life. let me live nicely. You drink, drink and beer. Nobody has seen tomorrow. No, it's not like that. You may have not seen tomorrow. You may not see next life. But there is next life, there are proofs. And more than any proofs, scriptures are telling Krishna himself is telling, giving proper evidence that how this next slide. So Krishna is telling here, Prahlad Maharaj is telling that material modes of nature are not independent. They are 100% working under the Supreme Personality Godhead. And the same source of, which is the source of my power, this is also source of your power. And next, Prahlad Maharaj is telling, that, do not discriminate in your heart between enemies and friends and make your Mind equipoise towards everyone. So it is a very, very important stage for an aspiring devotee of the Lord. That means he should be equipoised. Equipoise means he, he should not at all feel any kind of hatred towards anyone. Although it's a very advanced stage. <coughs> sorry. It's a very advanced stage. It cannot be achieved artificially person has to practice initial spiritual life very, very systematically with full determination. Then by merciful spiritual master, he can reach to that stage where he is not at all disturbed by any of the material allurements. He does not think this person is my friend, this person is my enemy. He knows that ultimately whatever is happening in my life, it is because of my wrongdoing. Because of I had done something, this person is simply instrument. Ultimately, I am getting what is due to me. So when a person becomes spiritually advanced, he reaches to that stage that he does not discriminate discriminate between two. And why so? And Pralaj Maharaj himself is a very big example of that. You will see when we are going to cover the next set of uh, Pralaj Maharaj's instruction where he's praying to Narasimha Dev. So although Hiranyakasvipur tried to kill him, tried to uh, torture him in many ways, but still what Pralaj Maharaj is praying after the death of his father when Hiranaka was being killed by Narasimha Dev. So what Pralada Maharaj is praying to Narasimha Dev that I don't have any desire. My only desire is to, my father is a demon. He was not a devotee of yours. Kindly give him liberation. That's Pralada Maharaj is asking. I'm thinking of my father. So although father was trying to kill him throughout his life, but he was such a nice devotee, he does not have any hatred towards his father. What is feeling? Please give him a more chance. Please make him your devotee. So, that's, that is the mind of a devotee. So, nobody can artificially develop all these things. Real real humility comes when a person knows what is my position and what is the other person's position. Sometimes people try to develop this humility or compassion artificially. No, you cannot develop compassion artificially. Real compassion is a compassion. It's like Prabhupada's example of real compassion is compassion for soul, not for the body. If I have compassion for a a dress of a drowning person, that is not real compassion. I should have compassion for the body in that case. Similarly, here also the real compassion is not for this cloth. Real compassion should be the soul and that's why devotees' desire is everyone of, everyone in this material should become a devotee of the Lord. So that his ultimate desire, ultimate uh, uh, self, that is soul, will get benefit. And last is telling. That there is no other enemies than five, sorry, six enemies. What are six enemies? Mind and un- uncontrolled senses. So, many, many places we have heard in this sessions also about mind and here Pradhadwana is also telling that no other enemy, person who thinks that I have many enemies is mistaken. The real enemies are his senses and uncontrolled mind. Balavan indriye grahe vidvan api karishati Krishna says in Gita. That means although a person very, very, very learned it, but he also get caught by this sense allurement. My senses are so so, it is considered as <clears throat> powerful that a person who is not able to control them for him, it is not It is not possible to follow spiritual life, to speech, practice spirituality. And there are many many methods also to control senses. People try to do many things. They practice meditation or they practice some many many, many other methods. Ultimately they don't get success. After some time they will come to the same uh, place from where they started. But Krishna also is telling very important thing about how to control mind. So controlling mind is not easy even for even Arjuna. Also accept this thing in Bhagavad Gita. When you read sixth chapter, this I think it is mentioned here six, seven, thirty-four words. What he says, hi Mana Krishna, Pramati manne What is telling? Krishna is Arjuna is telling. Krishna, that's mind is <clears throat> my mind is restless. Chanchalahi mana Krishna, my mind is restless. Pramati it is very, very difficult to control this mind. It is not possible. Tasyam nigraham manne. I think I consider to control this mind. Vayureva sudushkaram. That means even it is more difficult to control the mind. I can control this wind, but I cannot control my mind. So, this is the biggest enemy of a living entity in this body only. As you told, we we don't have any enemy outside. Enemy or not enemy is simply the composition of these six senses and the five senses in the mind. So, mind is one of the senses. And what are the five other senses? We have five jnana indriya. That means eyes, ears, nose, touch, all these five indriyas. So, these five indriyas always try to get some gratification. Eyes want to see something very nice, beautiful. Nose wants to see hear uh, smell something very you know very good, ears want to hear something very, very nice, touch skin want to have something very, very soft and like that. All the five senses want something, gratification. But ultimately, what happens? We do not discriminate, discriminate what is good me good for me and what is not good for me, because we don't have, as we discussed, knowledge of brahmajikyasa. We don't have proper understanding why I have been given these senses. These senses are not given through a living entity for enjoying. So enjoying means when i say enjoying, enjoying does not mean we should strive. Now somebody is a Prabhuji, that means we should not eat food. We should be hungry. No, it does not mean like that. Just like example is given, you're working in a company. Now, when you're working in a company, company may give you so many facilities. For example, you may have car, you may have a laptop, or you may have iPad, you may have many other facilities. But these facilities were given to you so that you can use these facilities for the benefit of company. Suppose the car company, which company has given you, instead of using that car for official purpose, you start using that car for your personal purpose. So it is not legally correct because you are not supposed to use like that. You can use this car only for your official purpose. Similarly, the senses what Krishna has given, the nature's arrangement we have received by Krishna's arrangement, it is not for sense gratification. It is meant for serving Lord, and this is the only way. I we can. Sometimes many people say, "Prabhu, what tension I am! Not able to control my mind. My senses not in control. And I'm even though I know that is not correct. I should not wash that particular thing, but still I will wash that thing. And I should know. I should not eat. I am a diabetic. I should not eat sweet. I should not eat that particular thing. I know I should not consume liquor. It is not good for my liver, but still I will eat. I will take liquor. I will see what is not supposed to be seen. I will go to the place where not, not, uh, I am not supposed to go. Why it is so? Because senses are not in control. Till the time a person does not have control over his senses, he cannot follow spirituality. That's why the first principle of yogic system is yoga, indriya, samyanyam. That means the purpose of yoga is to control the senses. And what after controlling, what it should do? Yes, controlling the senses and engaging the senses in Krishna's service. As we example of a great devotee, Amrish Maharaj. Amrish Maharaj was a great devotee, he was a king, and he was—he has engaged all his senses in service of Krishna. There's a verse in Bhagavatam like that, which says, his eyes, he used to see beautiful form of the Lord, with his, he, with his hands, he used to mop the floor in temple hall, with his ears, he used to hear the glories of the Lord. Like that, all the senses, he has engaged in service of the Lord. By that, automatically, all the senses were engaged and controlled. So, we don't have any other enemy except these enemies, six enemies or mind and five senses which are taking us always away from the real thing. And many, many examples we have seen. So, this is Bhagavad Gita Krishna says in third chapter 42 words. Indriyani parana, paranayor paramana, tu buddhir, parastu what does that mean? The working senses are superior to dull matter. Mind is higher than the sense, intelligence is still higher than the mind and the he, the soul, is even higher than the intelligence. So, Krishna is telling how this the categorization of the senses are there. So, what happens? Working senses are superior to dull matter because matter cannot work independently. So, matter is something which is dull so senses are higher than uh, dull matter and mind is higher than the senses and even higher than mind is intelligence and higher than intelligence is soul so actually what should happen is just like for example you are in a you are riding you are in a chariot okay in a chariot there are horses and there are reins there are person the, the person who is riding who is taking you away and taking you to the particular place and you are sitting Driver and you are sitting towards the back. Now, ideally, what should happen? You, the person, because you have to go to some particular place, you should tell the driver that kindly take me to that particular place. And that driver, what he will do? He will give instruction to horses. Then horse will and with the help of the drinks, and it will take you some particular place. Mm-hmm. This is the correct situation. Now suppose it happens otherwise. The horse are deciding where should you go. Suppose horses decided instead of going to right, he will go to left. Now what will happen? The person who is sitting, ultimately the passenger, she will be totally confused. What am I doing? I am not supposed to, I am not supposed to go there and should go there. I am not supposed to reach to that place. I should go to temple. They are taking me to cinema house. <laughs> they are taking me to pub. They are taking me to bar. I should not go, not go there. But because we don't have any control of the horses, we should have, instead of going to temple, we go to all these places. So Krishna is telling that this explained very nicely. The soul should control the intelligence. Intelligence should control the mind and mind should control the senses. This is the correct hierarchy. This is hierarchy. For example, in the company the hierarchy, right? There's a uh no, there is an officer, then there is higher than that. This is a no manager, then the, the deputy manager, then manager, then like there's the, a the hierarchy. Similarly, there's hierarchy in the body. In that hierarchy, ideally souls should be the guide. The person controller controlling the controlling everything should be the soul. Soul should guide everything. And soul also should work under the direction of the Paramatma, that is super soul. But here what is happening? Senses are telling, you should go there. And then intelligence is also helping. Mind is also helping. And ultimately, person is helplessly, is going towards the direction where he should not be heading for. And the person's condition is very, very pathetic. Very, very pathetic condition. He is not at all aware, what should I do? So this is hierarchy of the body. So Prabhupada, it's Krishna telling, as, like, as long as one's mind remains unconquered enemy, one has to serve the dictation of lust, anger, averse illusion, etc. But when the mind is conquered, one voluntarily agrees to abide by the dictation of the Supreme Personality Godhead who is situated within the heart of everyone as Paramatma. So see how much important it is that sometimes we get some some instruction also within the heart from the Paramatma. But because we senses are not in control, we, instead of following that instruction, we uh, disobey them or we ignore them. So Prabhupada is saying, when your senses are in control, you will be able to follow the detection of Paramatma. As we discussed in the session, Paramatma is the ultimate sanctioner. There was a session we had uh, observing the Supreme, uh, what is that? Recognizing the Supreme God in the heart. So in that, we discussed that how Paramatma guides every living entity. So when your senses are under control, you will be able to understand the dictation of Paramatma. Otherwise, the person will not be able to understand what Paramatma is trying to convey or he will be ultimately losing his life. So that's how a person is always under control of his mind and senses. He does not know what I should do, what I should not be doing. Ultimately, he is lose his spiritual opportunity and this opportunity what he has received in human life to control his senses, to control his mind, he won't be able to do that. And how to do that? The best example is Rishi Kena, Rishi Kesha, Sevanam. These senses are very, very troublesome. Very, very troublesome. You would have observed. Now how to control? Simply engage these senses in service of Krishna. Krishna is called as Rishi Kesha. Rishi Kesha means owner of the senses. Rishi Kena, Rishi Kena means senses. So bhakti definition is Rishi Kena, Rishi Kesha, Sevanam, Bhakti, Rishi. That means if I serve Krishna, Rishi Kesha from my senses, that is the meaning of Bhakti. So now simply we have to engage ourselves in the service of the Lord. By doing so, automatically senses will come under control. So our process is not like that. I have to, you know, I have some particular let's say, sometimes people come and ask Prabhuji, I have a habit of, no, I am getting angry very early. I'm a very short-tempered person. What should I do? Or I have a uh, habit of procrastination that I generally, know, the worst what I have, I procrastinate. Like that many many other things are there. So, there can be some material solution also temporary, but ultimately, when you engage yourself in Krishna service, all these anarthas, so many anarthas we have, unwanted things will slowly will be removed, and person will be able to understand his real self, what he is, and he will never do anything. For example, wasting time. Why person waste time? Why is procrastinate? Because he does not understand. It does not understand value of time. So, it is a, that's why Prabhupada says, spirituality, Krishna consciousness the solution for all the problems in this material world. Why we are actually having problems? Because we are trying to become more intelligent. Because human beings have has more developed intelligence, that's why they are hungry. You will not find hunger situation or uh, this overpopulation in animal field. Because we are very intelligent, that's why we are created a civilization. We are not getting food, we are not getting proper water, we are not getting proper shelter. So then we follow Krishna consciousness, all the problems in this material can be solved, provided we follow it sincerely. So all the sense control, mind control,